I imagine many people uh, in this week's uh, parsha will be speaking about uh, the word Hamas, which comes up in a couple of different contexts. Torah tells us, Hamas. The world was filled with Hamas. Torah then says, so there were a variety of different chatayim that the Dor Hamabul uh, performed. Rashi points out one day uh, the Medrash as well that they that they violated lashon erva va'avodazara. They violated a lot of particular isurim. But the word Hamas in Chazal, this is found in the Midrashim, it's found in the Gemara Masechas Bukama. It's quoted here by Rashi. Hamas Hamas means gazel. Hamas means gazel. What kind of gazel are we talking about? So the simple shot is we're dealing with gazel of property. With gazel of property. The Medrash tells us, Chazal tells us, that it may have been a particular kind of gazel, a gazel of pachos mishava pruta. They stole objects, but a very small amount of it here, a small amount of it there, which is a particular kind of gazel. The, uh, the Eben Ezra writes out that they stole lots of things. They stole property. They also stole women. There are people that would just take things, whether it did or did not belong to them. What's most intriguing is not just that they violated the Isser of Gezela, but Rashi quotes from the Gemara in Mesecha Sanhedrin that, that ultimately the Chasimas Hadin, while they violated a lot of Averas, while they violated a lot of Averas, the Avera which ultimately led to the Chasimas Hadin, which led to the decision that we're going to destroy the world in the generation of the flood, was that sin of Gezel. Despite the fact that they also violated Gilearayos, despite the fact that they also violated Avodazara, this was the one that generated, that ensured the Gzardim was going to be Nechtam. Why Dafka Gezela? On one level, Gezela is nowhere near as severe as the Gimel Chamuros. The Gemarans and Hedjan and Dafai and Dalin. There are three things that are Yaharik Va'ayavor. Gezela is not on that list. So why is Gezela so Chamur that there's a certain Chasimas Hadin that came? Dafka, Dafka, Derech, Derech. Gizela. What's interesting is that Rav Wolbe, and we'll quote him a couple times here, and his Parsha Shirin pointed out, we don't really know why Gizela is so chamor. We do know that there were a lot of people who were very, very machbed and identified Gizela as a core Avera. So as the Chavetz Chaim, when he would speak before Ne'ilah in Yeshiva, in Radin, so he would speak about, you know, Kabbalah Lahaba, so he would often point out that in Ne'ilah we reference a couple of times Ideas relevant to Gezela, to Geneva, seems to be something about stealing that is of paramount, of paramount importance. It says Rav Yeruchim once, before Rosh Hashanah and Hishmuz, identified Gezela, something to speak about. We saw Salanta was particularly nervous about it. And this, I think, he doesn't point out, but, but in, in Shari Tshuva, of Rabbeinu Yonah, he quotes his Gemara and he points out, on the one hand, Gezela is not as chamor as other things, but it does seem like the punishment for Gezela is a relatively quick one. And that's despite the fact on some level it's a lava nita glace. So I could have thought it was somewhat more mako, but we, we address Gazela as being particularly, particularly harsh. What about Gazela is so harsh and why was Nechtam Gzardinam Dafka and Gazela? There's a very famous comment of the Ramban. The Ramban here is something very important. We'll try to elaborate on the Ramban. Uh, some of it, Derek, I think of some very intriguing ideas of Revolvi. But, but the Ramban says as follows Kiachamas hu achid hayadua vahamiforsam. Rabbeinu Amru Sha'Allah Nishasim Gzardina Vahataam. Why were they punished for Gzela? Taking a step back, where were they even commanded on Gzela to not steal? They would have done otherwise. So says the Ramban. 
Bibnei, it's a mitzvah which is a mitzvah that, would, that a person could have come up with on their own. Seichel would demand it. It doesn't require a tzivoy of Hashem, but it's one that is so necessary, says the Ramban, it's a mitzvah generated and based in Seichel, based on being able to think of on their own. Apparently, it sounds like in the Ramban, it sounds like in the Ramban, and this will be says explicitly, we see a sword in the Ramban, which is that in Avera, which you should have been able to think of on your own, is treated in a harsher way than the kind of Avera you would have needed a Tzivoy Hashem to teach me. Now, I could have assumed the opposite. I could have assumed if it's direct from Hashem, that's much more severe. Sometimes I could have thought of on my own, maybe it's not as Chamor, maybe it's not as Chamor. But what we see is something which is, I think, very, very powerful, which is the more that there's an Avera that you should have been able to think of on your own, the Torah's mechayiv you to be the kind of person that identifies that and that observes it. The Torah demands of us to be the kinds of thinking people that are able to appreciate just how terrible it is and as a result of it to avoid it. Now, depending on how you read it, Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar, in the beginning of Parsha Kudai, may say come out the same, a very similar idea. Those mitzvot, which are seichel-based, those mitzvot, which are I could have thought of on my own, are sometimes harsher, they're more basic, they're more yesodistic, and the violation of it considers to be much more severe. That's one reason, says the Ramban, that the punishment for Gezela, that's why the Gezardim was Dafka on Gezela. But the Ramban adds something else which is very, very intriguing. The Ramban says, V'od, Gezela is ra l'shamayim u'lebrios. Gezela is something which is bad for shamayim. It's bad klape shamaya. It's also bad klape in your interactions with, with, with other people. Now this is intriguing. Because while there are mitzvot that are about Adam Lamako and mitzvot that are about Adam Lechavero, and there are mitzvot that we could debate which they are, like Kibbut Avaim, Gezela, I would think, is pure Ra Labrios. What exactly built into Gezela? The Ramban says, you know why Gizardina was Nechtam and Torhamabo because they stole? Because stealing is bad for other people and bad for Hashem. How is it bad Lashamayim? How is it bad Klape Shmaya? It's bad for other people, but why is it bad? Why is it bad Klape, klape Shmaya? So here also, Revolbi has the Yisod. The Yisod is, I think, a very, very, uh, it's a really important one. He says as follows. There's two ways to relate to our ownership of property. One way of relating to ownership on property is that I own it, it's entirely mine, I can do with it as I please. It's mine. It's mine. And I have control over it, I have shlita over it, and it's entirely, entirely mine. That's one way of looking at it. It, however, seems that the Torah's perspective on ownership is fundamentally different. Ownership, and this is a lot of rise, as Robbie's not here not talking about saying, but there's a lot of rise idea. My ownership is not complete. There is, as an example, the Sardot rise of Baltashness. I can't take my property and do with it whatever I might happen to do. I can't destroy it for no particular reason. It's a violation, perhaps, of an Sardot rise of Baltashness. There are a lot of standards of what I can and what I can't do. And there are a lot of indications that even the property that I own, and Robbie doesn't call all these things, but even the property that, that, that I own is not fully, fully mine. As an example, the Gemara tells the Brachos and Daf Lamed Hay, when I take food, I make a bracha on that food. Why do I make a bracha? Because until I, until I made the bracha, loa, that food has some level of ownership by, from Hashem. Once I make the bracha, now I can eat it. Didn't I already own it? Why have I made a bracha? I already own it. Elamai, it sounds like even though you own it, on, quote unquote, on some level, the Rebbonah Olam still retains a degree of control over it. And there are many other rides. Rebbe Ben Bechai, I think, writes it's a shot in the midst of Shemitah. The reason why we don't work every seven years is to show us that on some level, even our land is not really our land. Hashem is always the one in control. So it says it will be the following, without quoting those rhymes, it says it will be as follows. That when Mipnei Shavrach Kushesh Adam, 
Any property I have is not fully mine. Any property I have is not, I can't do whatever I want, nor did I per se earn it on my own. It means the divine hashgacha gave me this property, and my responsibility is to protect, to guard it, to use it, to use it as properly as I can. And therefore, it says it will be as follows. If I happen to come along and I take something which is not mine, I'm not just doing something klape, I took away this guy's property. I'm taking away, I'm challenging God's hashgacha over these items. It's an affront to Rebona Sholem, because Rebona Sholem decided this person gets these items and they get to use it as they please. If they decide to give it to me, that's their choice. They have their, their right to do so. But for me to take it, to challenge the hashgacha, that is something which is such a massive affront to Rebona Sholem. Revolbi, they put the footnote, parts by Yishlach, elaborates on this same idea to explain why Yaakov Avinu, Vayivasu Yaakov Levado, Vayavak Yishimo, Vayivasu Yaakov Levado, so Chazal say Rashi quotes it, Yaakov was alone because he went back to the Pachim Ketanim. He went back to find these small jugs that he left there. One, there are many of them in Farshim. Why is he going back for Pachim Ketanim? Yaakov's a wealthy guy. Why go back for Pachim Ketanim? He's so money hungry, he needs to have access to everything. LMI, the, 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 the relationship to property, the relationship to property is one in which Kosh Baruch Hu gave us these things. For Kosh Baruch Hu gave us these things, who am I to say, eh, who cares about it? I have to have a responsibility to that which I have to use it properly and use it well, to use it to help others, to use it to support in, in many, many ways. That's a particular orientation towards the world of property. So the Ramban says there are two reasons why Gezela is so severe that Gezela is something which you get, which the, the Doramabo was punished for. Number one, it's, it's obvious on your own you can think about it and the power of those mitzvahs we can think of on our own. And number two, because it's Rala Shamayim and Rala Brios. Why is it Rala Shamayim? Because the Hashgacha determines a particular perspective on ownership and ownership which is not fully mine, ownership in which I have rights and usages of, but I am entrusted to do with it as I can. Just to quote one, I guess, final example, Rosh like, like, like pointing out, the Ritva in three places, uh, in Baba Basra, in Rosh Hashanah, and in Ksubis, notes that even when a person gives tzedakah, so it's not even like it's like my, it's like you're a balchov in many ways. It's if I owe you that money. Like I'm given this money, I'm entrusted to use it, but my responsibility from an usher to an ani is if I almost like owe the ani money. Because if on some level he's like my balchov. Because again, particular orientation towards ownership in which it really belongs to that. And that's what Dor HaMabal struggled with. Dor HaMabal wasn't just that on their own interactions with others, they weren't able to get along, but they also challenged the divine hashgacha their bonus shalom's capacity to determine what each and every person gets, and that's why lonechtam gzardinam ella alha ella gazal. Again, I'm sure there be a lot of conversations about about the word Hamas, an amazing gematria in the Torah's papers Hakatzar. If you are so inclined, I'm sure that there are those who are going to quote it. But a lot of uh, a lot of very very uh, a lot of very very important ideas that are that are here. It's an important comment of Bar Shabbat and Hedrin. But we will leave it at this. Have a wonderful rest of your day.